coming at you from deep within the campus of the University of Sioux Falls, locked behind two closed doors, this is Show Not Serious, the show where we do everything we can to inject some joy and positivity into your life and only get serious about being a show. Gentlemen, gentlewoman, and gentle children, here's your host, the one, the only, Grant Sweeter. Well, hey there. How's it going on this nice day? Sun shining. Snow's not on the ground, so that means it's a good day. You are tuned in to Show Not Serious, and if you're having a bad day, well, you're at the right place because we like not being serious. We like having a fun time, lighthearted things to talk about, and today we have not only some fun things to talk about, but our first guest of the year, as we will have a ESPN analyst joining us later on. But this is Show Not Serious, and I'm Grant Sweeter. I'm Austin Clement. I'm Kalen Markstrom. I'm Jacob Van And this is the crew flying the ship today, as always. Joining us on the phone here in a in a little bit will be ESPN 99.1 analyst from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Jeff Turn. And uh, behind the scenes, as always, is Shelby. Today we're playing a sports game. We asked if she wanted to play, and yeah, that didn't go very far. <laughs> <laughs> No, but today's kind of a sports... To be fair, it didn't go far between these two either. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Kalen's our host and Jacob's our pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you look good, Jacob. Oh, Thank wait a minute. You. Wait for it. Now he's our pretty boy. Oh, there we oh, go. Hot Shades. Day. For those of you just listening, I feel like I'm, uh... he's wearing some shades. Are you blocking out the haters? Yeah, something like that. No, actually, where I was going, like, I feel like I'm wearing sunglasses indoors. Like, I had just a wicked night last night. Now I'm just getting over a raging hangover. So you kind of look like it. <laughs> yeah. See, like, that's a uh, that's what I was thinking. Like I was looking in the like mirror as I was I was driving, not as I was driving, but well. You look like you could be a character from The Hangover. From <laughs> The Hangover? Yeah, the movie The Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Now you just look like Jacob. Mm. Anyway, we got two sweet treats for you today. Grand sweeter sweet treats. We have two of them. And one of them is actually picking up where we left off a couple weeks ago. We were talking about this little girl. A couple episodes ago. Um, episodes ago, right. Um, we were talking about this little girl, and she had traveled to 46 states at the time, trying to set a Guinness World Record for being the youngest person to go to all 50 states. And she actually accomplished that, I want to say it was Wednesday. She awesome. All Dang. 50 states. Congrats. Youngest person ever. She's seven months old. That's we kill, uh, we'll we'll do like a confetti drop and post. Right there, you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, nope. That was a pretty exciting thing there. <laughs> oh yeah, Austin's doing this one, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that's really exciting for her, and she gets to I'll visit fifty states. I'm go. not even. It'll be very pretty. See, I knew. <laughs> see, I knew that if I said that you wouldn't, then you would. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse psychology. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, got me. You won't, mm. but you will. So here's another interesting story I have. It's from SportsFeelGoodStories.com. So I mean, how is that not going to give you a good? Feel good story about sports. He even says it exactly. And I figured since we're doing a sports episode, we might have a, a, a sports feel good story. So Lily Biagini—that's that's a last name right there. Biagini. Um, what is a guinea, and how can I be one? She made her first <laughs> basketball shot on a ten foot regulation hoop at the age of ten. Mm-hmm. And most people, usually at the age of ten, can can get it up, you know, into the hoop mm-hmm. before then. But it took her that long. Um, because she actually lost her legs. So, um, Lily lost her legs. She was born with AMC, it's called. And, and I mean, if you want to try to pronounce that, you can. It's in the blue writing there. Arthro... 
gryposis multiplex congenita. Something like that. AMC, we'll call it. Done. She was born well with that, a condition that meant no joints in Lily's lower body. So she was born without it. She used a wheelchair until the age of six. At that age, she watched a TV commercial that would change her life. The commercial featured a man with a prosthetic leg, and Lily got two of them, two prosthetic legs. And she's a big basketball fan. But because of her prosthetic legs and the fact that six years of her life she was in a wheelchair, she could never get it up that 10 feet that she needed to get it up to into the hoop. Mm -hmm. And so they reached out to the Harlem Globetrotters, which are, who everyone knows, they're fun group, you know, basketballers, mm -hmm. reached out to them, and they actually were the first people to help her make her first shot, unassisted and everything. That's now, awesome. you may mm -hmm. wonder how they do this. I had to watch the video. Because she's not strong enough – to push it up there because she doesn't have any leg power, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. What she did is they helped her line it up, and she slammed the ball on the ground, and it bounced ba up. Bounce shot. Ooh. Bounce yeah. Shot. Creativity. Nice. Yeah. They said they worked on it for about- One many a game of pig that way. <laughs> right. Leverage about, and About a half physics. hour took them to do that. <laughs> so they taught her how to, how to do that because she has upper arm strength, so she can mm -hmm. throw it down pretty well. She just couldn't. I was going to say, only half an hour. Dang, that's good. Yeah. That's so, awesome. You know, only a few tries- and she figured it out. So that was a big story I thought was really cool and another yeah. sweet treat here. Very sweet treat. Being creative. On like show it. not serious. You know, that's what we try to do is be creative and give you a good feel-good story. Yeah. That's for sure. So um, Globetrotters are coming here. Has anyone ever seen the Harlem Globetrotters? Not in person, no. I have. You have? Wow. I was like, I was like I was right up close that. to the court, too. Wow, look, it's wow. non-sports guy. Yeah. Over here. yeah, there you go. It was like when I was in fourth grade. That was a long time ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. nice. That's awesome. I I I haven't I seen watched, the Harlem uh, Globetrotters, but I saw a bunch of like uh, as close as I've gotten is like a bunch of people on or on a not ukuleles on a unicycles. Yeah. <laughs> Those are rather different things. Yeah, um, I have seen that group. Yep, yep. that group is very nice. Oh, right. yeah, they're they're funny. Like yeah, it, it's actually really funny. They're like twenty five foot unicycles. Yeah, that they, they get on. Crazy. They are ridiculously big. Yeah, where but, it takes a ladder to get on. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell you, um. I've never seen the Globetrotters live, but I watched an ESPN thing where they actually were showing one of their performances. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, that's and they're, they're fun to watch. That group raises money, you know. They they're do in a Scooby Doo episode of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. They they sure were. Yeah, Scooby. Mm -hmm. It's like Scooby Doo meets you know insert famous person. Yeah. Like Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best one, by the way. Scooby Doo meets insert famous person. <laughs> yeah, well, famous character that or was famous the, person. That was actually the season title. Insert famous type person. Right. No, but we're we're not far away from getting Jeff Turn on here, and yeah. Austin uh, he will be joining us from ESPN ninety nine one. He's a radio analyst here in yep. Sioux Falls, and by the power of movie magic, it will be in like two seconds. Two seconds. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. So joining us now via phone is ESPN ninety nine one analyst Jeff Turn. Uh, he's an analyst here in Sioux Falls uh, on the, like I said, ESPN 99.1 FM. Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing great, guys. That's good. Good to have you on. And uh, thanks to Austin uh, connecting yep. via Twitter. We have Jeff joining us today. So, Jeff, a lot of things to talk about, obviously, in the uh, world of sports. But the big one that I'm, I'm really curious to hear you talk about is the World Series, obviously. And... Um, I've been I've been saying this on my sports show, which clearly doesn't compare to yours at all. But I've been saying how the Red Sox are practically unbeatable. All the National League talk we've been doing has been a waste of time because the Red Sox are unbeatable. Um, after seeing the first two games, what do you think? 
Well, first of all, I think that they're really good, and, and I, I predicted that um, the Red Sox would win, but I, I said it'd probably be seven. I, I just think that once they go back to L.A., the Dodgers will be able to pick up some wins, but I, I didn't think that they would play so well in those first two games. I mean, you're talking about getting two decent performances uh, from your from your bullpens. Um, you know, you talk about what they've been able to do with their starting pitching. Uh, Chris Sale, you know, didn't get to, didn't get to the sixth inning, but he still only gave up three runs, and with that offense. You're so potent that you can probably live every day of the week with your with your starting pitcher only giving up uh, three runs. So Price had a solid outing. Uh, he got out of trouble a couple of different times. And so I just think that they're playing great baseball. It's tough to beat great teams when they're playing great. Now, you can beat great teams when they have some off nights. But those first two games, the Red Sox did not have off nights. I mean, you look at what they were doing with two outs, getting those timely hits. I mean, that's been well documented. But they're just playing the game great right now. And I will say that there's been a lot of conversation about the LA Dodgers and the way that they've done things from an analytical standpoint, I think that you have have no problem um, doing that in the regular season and and really in the postseason. I think you can use analytics uh, a lot of the same ways that you use during the regular season. But at the end of the day, when you have a dude that hits a home run in Game Seven of the NLDS, uh, I mean NL, NLCS, and becomes the NLCS MVP sitting on the bench uh, in Game One, I don't care what the <laughs> right. numbers say. You know, throw that dude in, let him hit some dongers, and you're going to be talking about home runs and and runs that are going to be able to keep you in a game. So uh, you got 35 home runs on the bench. You got you got an NLCS MVP on the bench. I don't like that, but at the end of the day, it got them there, so I can see why they stick with it. Uh, I just think back in LA, you know, the Dodgers will settle in. They'll have their home crowd. Those times where you know they couldn't get out of uh, some of those sticky situations, they didn't have the crowd behind them. This time, they will. So. Um, I'm with you, though. I think the Red Sox probably end up winning this thing, and they're playing some great baseball right now. Well, tonight's got to be their best chance, I think, to get their first win with Walker Bueller pitching for them. I mean, he's been dealing really well for the Dodgers, and uh, he's not facing price or sale. Yeah, I think so, too, man. I mean, he's going up against Porcello. Uh, He is filthy. He's pitched on national television some great games at Dodger Stadium throughout the year. And I like the fact that he's got confidence, man. He's got some swag about him. He's not afraid of anybody. Uh, he's got a little bit of an edge to him. And I think that he knows what his strengths are as good as anybody on that staff, including Kershaw. So I will say Walker Bueller tonight goes out there, and he does have a great performance. I think, um, like I said, the crowd's going to be behind him. That's going to give him added motivation, added added confidence. And you know what? The, the thing about it is with this Dodgers pitching staff, um, you know, they have had some monumental moments this year, but I think consistency at times has been one of their downfalls. And I think that's what they're really hoping tonight that consistently inning and inning out, they're getting that consistency on the mound. But if he's going out there and he pitches two great innings, has a clunker in the third, pitches two or three more good innings, that clunker in the third could potentially be the difference tonight against such a potent offense for Boston. That's for sure with the Red Sox. Austin? Yeah. Uh, so. Being back, I picked the uh, Red Sox to win it in six, but if the Dodgers stick to the analytics tonight and lose again, do you think that that would show that they even have any chance of winning even the fourth game? No, I probably would say that's the killer, man. I mean, a lot of times we see this uh, when we we see teams go down 3-0. They just don't have the life to win game four. I mean, look what happened in the NBA Finals with the Warriors and the Cavs. I mean, they look demoralized. Uh, and I think that you could probably have the same thing here, especially when you get beat at home with arguably the dude that's pitched the best for you all year in Walker Buehler. So I, I think that could be demoralizing. I'll also say this too about, um, you know, the analytic stuff. Uh, 
people say, well, this is going to get Dave Roberts fired. Really? You're going to fire a dude? I don't care if you don't win the World Series, but you're going to fire a dude that's taking you to back-to-back ones, and you're talking about a dude that has won one himself. And the thing that's kind of interesting, guys, I find it ironic, you know, we talk about the analytics with the Dodgers over and over again. I don't think analytics would have put Dave Roberts in the game to steal that base back in the day when he was playing for the Red Sox that ultimately turned the table and had them come back from that 3-0 deficit against the Yankees. So I think at times Dave Roberts needs to remember sometimes you can go with your gut, even though if you're going with the analytics 80% of the time. Um, that's why I think he's probably going to make some more gut decisions tonight and just say, all right, bleep it, I'm going to get done what we need to get done, and that's get a win. Well, and that Dodger team is one of the more unique ones. I mean, they have... I'd say about as deep as hitting bench as as I've ever seen a team. I mean, you know, at times they got Grandall and Dozier and Max Muncy on the coming off the bench. You don't see teams that get that deep. No, you don't, man. I mean, you look at what you can do from that left side of the plate with Jack Peterson, and and you talk about what Bellinger can do. But you mentioned it, Muncy and Dozier. Um, you know, these guys are are coming off the bench, and I just think you know you you put out there. Your, your most potent lineup at this point, um, the, the the opportunity to score the most runs, and then you, you just kind of live and die by it at this point. I, I think there's going to be some matchup things, obviously, but you know at this point, man, just throw the dudes out there that are going to give you the best chance to score some runs, regardless sometimes of what those numbers might say over a prolonged period of time. I agree, play yeah. the hot hand. And then uh, for the back to the uh, more on the Dodgers for Clayton Kershaw, what's your do you think that he's gotten over his? yips of the postseason even with his poor performance in uh game two or do you think that uh he still has a ways to go before he's over that no i mean i think that he you know i don't think he has the yips to the point where he goes out there and he's not confident i know that his era is uh in the twos for career and it's in the fours in the postseason but i mean at the end of the day you go up against some of the most some of the best offenses you'll ever face when you're in the postseason and when you're in the World Series. So, you know, if, if your ERA is two-something during the regular season, you're going up, especially out there. I mean, you're talking about going up against the Padres every once in a while. The Diamondbacks haven't been great statistically over the last 10 years. Uh, you know, the Giants were down this year. So you're getting wins against subpar offenses, and you're going up against the best here. Now, do I think that Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher of all time? No, I don't because of those numbers. But do I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and one of the best that I've ever watched in my life? Absolutely. And that doesn't detract from me when I look at his ERA being a bit higher. So um, I, I think some of it's circumstance and some of it, man, he misses some pitches and it's missing pitches against great hitters. That's what, that's what a lot of it is. So I, I, I would take him if, if you told me my Atlanta Braves could either start our best pitcher that we have on our staff or Clayton Kershaw in a game one of the World Series, I'll take Clayton Kershaw all day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> Good. Good point there. <laughs> Transitioning now, I, I have a question. I'm a, I'm a little biased when it comes to this. I'm a huge Toronto Raptors fan, which is weird because mm-hmm. you don't find many of them around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but we're 5-0, and and we've beaten some good teams. And – Right now, my head's about as big as it's ever been for the Raptors because <laughs> we finally have like an elite player, and he's actually and that's Kawhi Leonard who's actually performing at a at I would say a very good level. He's, at this he point. stole the ball without looking, <laughs> right? And so, um, I'm I'm kind of saying, should I keep my big head, Jeff, or should I start to pull it back a little bit? Man, keep a big head. I, I predicted that the uh, <laughs> Celtics and the Raptors would be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I took the Raptors because I think. When it comes down to those moments, you got to get stops. You got to get stops on the team's best player. And 
when I look at the Boston Celtics, I think Jason Tatum is their best player. And you know who's going to be matched up against Jason Tatum when that counts? It's going to be Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. And, and I will take Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. defensively over Jason Tatum offensively in those situations. So I, I think that the Raptors are in a great place. Nick Nurse is a really good coach. He's been a great assistant. Um, you know, Nick Nurse was an assistant under uh, Coach Boots down there at USD, so he's got ties to the area. I'm really cheering for him. Um, and I think that the Raptors did the right thing. They, they went all in here, and they had a great team. got to remember, for those that don't follow the Raptors like you do, they had the most wins a year ago in the Eastern Conference, and you don't get all those without having a good team. So, yeah, man, I'll, I'll take the Raptors uh, to be there throughout the entire year. Now, I will tell you, you're not going to go undefeated, so there will be losses no, that happen I, I, during I the season. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that's something that will happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warn you of that, but uh, I, I will tell you that the, the Raptors are really good. And here's the thing. They have some pieces where – if they feel they need to take even one more step, they could be a team that is considering still making a move right. before the trade deadline and, you know, maybe getting a contract that a team doesn't want or, you know, getting a team that, that's rebuilding completely in rebuild mode and dumping stuff. So there could be a chance to add some talent to this team, and that makes them even more dangerous. And I, I still don't know what to make of the Celtics because I think in, intricating uh, Hayward back into it with all that other talent, you know, they might even be in the, in the market to add somebody too. And, and, you know, Kyrie Irving, to me, I was watching the game um, the other night, and even last night, it just didn't seem like he has the same burst. Now, I'm not saying that he's, you know, washed up or he's not worth the money they're going to give him in the offseason, but Kyrie Irving's speed to the basket is what's made him so efficient over the years. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like there's half a second difference. Same thing with watching Westbrook right now. He doesn't look like, and that's something that they're probably going to be able to get back after, you know, getting their legs under him in the season, but... Yeah, man, Raptors are good right now. You got to be happy about it. But one one question I have. So, like, I, 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 that makes me feel good that they, that they have, and I think they have. I've always thought they had a good chance at the Eastern Conference this year too. But in the long run, do they have a chance to win the finals? No. Now I will tell you the team. If if this trade goes through, where four first round picks go to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Jimmy Butler. That's the team I think that could win. But I do believe that, you know, the Raptors would win a couple of games up there at the Air Canada Center. I mean, that crowd is nuts. I was at a game last year when they played the Cavs in Toronto, and that was the first time I'd ever been there. And and I thought it was awesome to go to a game there. I mean, that place was as good an atmosphere as I've ever seen in the NBA. And and so I, I think, they'll, you know, the home court advantage would help them out in a couple mm-hmm. of those home games. But, man, unless you added that one more piece, I think that's where, you know, when you go to your bench and – you're not having sort of the same firepower when you're, you know, Golden right. State will put two dudes, two dudes on the bench and they still have two all-stars. If you put your two all-stars on the bench, you don't have two all-stars out there. And I think that's every team other than Houston, because if you put two dudes on the bench for Golden State, you could probably still keep two all-stars on the court for Houston right. with, with Paul and, and Harden and Butler. So man, if that, if that trade happens, I will still say Houston and and uh, Golden State. Whoever wins that Western Conference Final would would still be the 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 uh, Raptors. But yeah, man. I mean, I could see you know a four two lead. And it, here's the thing: the Golden State Warriors are one injury away from that conversation changing. Where you go, right. all right, maybe the Raptors, maybe the Rockets, maybe the Celtics could beat them if a Curry or a Thompson or a Durant were to go down. And you got to remember, we don't know what the, the Cousins experiment's going to look like. I think it's going to look really good. I think that they're going to be super sick by the time he comes back. I mean, they're going to be just uh, unstoppable. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see if he, he fully recovers. But, yeah, they're one injury away from it being a different conversation. 
All right, so I'm hoping they get an injury. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I have no problem cheering for injuries as long as you're not like, I hope the dude blows out his knee and never plays again. Oh, no, no, no. A twisted ankle in the NBA Finals for the team that you're cheering yeah, against. They, yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, so, so then spe- speaking of favorite, of favorite teams, back to, switching back to baseball, uh, over over the, the years listening to you, I've I've picked up on something that I've never really heard a full explanation for, and I've maybe just missed those shows or parts of the shows. But uh, why do you why do you so dislike the Cubs? <laughs> oh man, it's it's more about their fans, dude. It's more about like you know you. It's more about you guys have been losers for so long, you know. That once you win, uh, there's no way you stuck through all those losing years and kept cheering for the Cubs. So you know they talk about this loyalty and all this BS. I mean, don't lie, you were not cheering for them when they were losing a hundred games. Like you can't tell I, me in I August have, you're like, I have been a fan of theirs since I was like six years old. No. No, I understand what? you can be a fan, yeah. but don't don't lie. When they're losing right. 100 games oh, yeah, in August, yeah. you can't tell me you have the same enthusiasm as you do when they're winning. And then no. all these no. guys, I mean, yeah. I mean, for the most part, dude, uh, uh, first of all, Wrigley Field is the biggest dump I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, take <laughs> that thing down, put up an actual stadium. Same with Fenway Park, dump as well. I agree. Uh, put a roof on it so that we're not sitting here watching games where you guys got, you know, 40-degree uh, weather and it's it's the wind coming from the from the water. I mean, I, I don't like Wrigley Field. I had to stare a man straight in the face at a circular uh, urinal when I was there one time, and that literally scarred me for life. So, uh, no, I, I hate Wrigley Field. I hate their fans. Now, I'll be honest with you. In my basement, I have a Chris Bryant autographed jersey hanging up. I love Chris Bryant. I think Joe Baden's great. The U.S. Stein's one of the best GMs in all of sports in the history of the game. Now, I, I don't dislike everybody on the team, uh, but I do dislike their fans. And I do dislike that stadium so much that it basically breeds so much hate for the Cubs when any time they do something <laughs> that's, good. That's so, you so the so the extreme fans then that are like unreasonable. Yeah, just, I mean, I mean, dude, I'll be honest. Like, okay, okay, yeah, because my my ninety eight year old great grandma watches every single Cubs game. Like, I don't hate her. Yeah. I hate the twenty five year old dude <laughs> at the bar that's got this brand new jersey on and he tells me he's been cheering for him since he was ten and he can't tell me who Sammy Sosa is. So that's where I get a oh, little bit upset. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's All right. That clears it. Okay. Now I'm less mad at you personally. So okay, good, <laughs> we had good. we have one more question, and it was yeah. About you. Is there any uh? Has there been any more updates on the potential of Stu Falls happening? Well, um, no more updates. So here's here's how it finally went down this year. Uh, we had the Sanford International folks set up. They were going to fly on a private jet, go pick up Stu Gotts, go pick up uh, everybody that was going to come up. Uh, we were going to have him uh, playing the pro-am with John Daly. And then, you know, Stu Gatz, Stu Gatz does, kept procrastinating, procrastinating. And, and they got back to us like two weeks ahead of time and said, you know, um, this is my daughter's, twin daughter's senior year of high school. Uh, once they go off to college, we'll, we'll do it next year. We'll do it next year. To be honest with you guys, um, it sucks that it didn't happen. But we talked to the folks at ESPN, and they told us we're probably at about $250,000 at least of free advertising for the city of Sioux Falls. <laughs> yeah. And so, right. so yeah, yeah. you know, we've, we've made inroads that are really great. I've been down there and met the guys. Um, I've been down there to the, to the studios. Um, they've been wonderful to me. Uh, they just sent me some Stu Gatz t-shirts to wear, uh, Levitar show t-shirts that I'll be sporting around town. Uh, we talk to their producers all the time. We have a great dialogue. And to be honest with you, people don't always know the behind the scenes, but ESPN has been behind this the whole time. You know, we, we have a constant contact with their corporate folks. It's Stu Gatz, dude. It's yeah. Stu Gatz not wanting to come up here. <laughs> and, and the whole thing was, we fulfilled everything that he wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, a parade to, to the key to the city, yep. to a Stu Gatz mm-hmm. day, to a buffet, to a, to a golf thing, to a 
private jet. Uh, and so we did everything we could. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. I just think the more av- the more love we keep getting for the show is, is going to be sort of like uh, they're teasing us. And maybe one day by 2025, Stu Gatz comes to the <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob, yeah. you have a question. Yeah, I got a question for you here, too. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not a huge sports fan, but I follow my teams. Uh, one of my favorite teams of all time is the Minnesota Twins, um, obviously because that's this area. Uh, so freshly retired Joe Maurer, one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest catchers of all time, and a pretty good first baseman. It's a little bit weird. What do you think his uh, his Hall of Fame odds are? Well, I will tell you this: he hasn't officially retired yet. So I know right. what happened in that <laughs> final. I know what happened in that final game. It feels like he retired. But we were talking about this yesterday. Like, wait a second, we haven't got an official announcement yet. So um, I will say that it seems like to me. He won't play another game for the Minnesota Twins. Whether that's him jumping to a contender like the Yankees or the Astros or somebody like that, that's yet to be determined. But um, I, I, I will say Joe Maurer should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think what he has done at the plate has been amazing. I will say if he didn't switch to first base the last few years, I think he would have been a Hall of Famer undoubtedly. Mm-hmm, because absolutely. when you look at the numbers from a catcher position, he certainly deserves it. So, I mean, for me... I'm all in on him being a Hall of Famer, uh, and, and part of it's because I'm biased. I named my son Maurer, so we, we literally have a special spot in our in our house for him. Uh, but I, I will say it probably won't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think enough younger uh, voters are going to be out there to where they consider it, uh, and I, I think he deserves it, man. I mean, just for what he meant as a baseball player, as a person, you never had one controversy. He always came to the park. He always was a team player, and, you know, at the end of the day, he's a guy that Minnesota loved, and I think baseball loved him too. So Absolutely. I think if he does, if he plays another year or two, I think it helps him out because the numbers will get, will will continue to get better. But um, I still think if he, if he doesn't play another another inning, I think he should get into the hall. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I think we uh, if you got time, we got a sports trivia game here. All right, let's do it, man. All right, Kalen's got some questions. All for right, us. Uh, I'm a little nervous because we play this with Jerry P, and I always stack the deck against him. So uh, <laughs> I've always little, wanted producer, to call in for nervous. one of those, and then I never yeah, do. Man. And then that's always <laughs> yeah. the one where you help out the person that called in, and I'm like, yeah, ah. I always love the other. Yeah, yeah, I always let the other person win, and Jerry wants to beat me up. So uh, I'm a little nervous to be on the other side of this. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're playing you and not Jerry P. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Yeah, no, uh, this is just going to be uh, first one to get five questions right wins. Okay. Okay. Are we going? Are we? Are we? Are we each getting asked the question? Are we? Are we? Are, how does this work? Do I first one to shout it out, or how does this work? Um, I'll go between the three of you because it'll be you, Austin, and Grant. Because I don't so, know much about sports. So first one to call it out. Yeah. First okay. one to shout it out. Yeah. Okay. This is and it's, okay. and it's not just about like you know basketball, football, and baseball. It's okay. going to encompass you know like right. Olympic sports and stuff. Oh goodness. Oh, can't wait. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have. I so, don't have high hopes. I made yeah. it. So the first one is who is the only athlete to ever play in a Super Bowl and a World Series? Deion Sanders. Got it. <laughs> oh, it was coming. It was, coming <laughs> it was, it was there. I pictured his face. I was just in prime time. But. All right. And, uh, okay, next it's one. Kick our butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, they label them if it's easy, medium, or hard. And right okay. now, that one's a medium one. Okay. Next one is uh, Tiger Woods became a professional golfer in what year? 97. I sh- okay, I should probably specify. I'll give you two years in between. So that's 97 is my guess. <laughs> okay. Grant, what's yours? I don't know. Because it's, it's just going by year. So I'll do whichever one's the closest. Oh, whichever one's the closest. Oh, so not yeah. just shout it out. Yeah, okay. for, for this question. I don't know, 99. Okay. And then I'll take 98. That's Austin's closest. It's a 96. Oh. 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 
Oh, shucks. <laughs> I just know that he started around 97 because that's yeah. when I was born. And so I, I remember that being a fact. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Actually, ooh. which team did the Chicago Cubs play in the 1945 World Series? Oh, my God. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I should know this. It was a big topic of conversation two years ago. Um, um, the Indians? Not quite. Well, why not the Red Sox? Nope. Oh, the Athletics. No. Oh, Wait a minute. Man. Wait a minute. Not quite? What does that mean? Is there like... Um, it was the other baseball, Cleveland. Yeah, team. the other Indians. I was no. going to say, like, I was going by, like, it's, like, closest to <laughs> who, where this team is. Who is it? So the, the Detroit Tigers. I When you All said right. that, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, right. it's the Tigers. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. You guys probably don't know about soccer. How many soccer players should be on the field at the same time? 22. 11? It's 22. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, 22. Is it be- I, it, I think it's that. between both teams. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Twenty-two's yeah. got to be the right answer. Yeah, eleven and eleven. I would have. Man, I used to play soccer. Uh, My hopes are, are soaring. Lad. Right. Your then hopes got, are soaring. Yeah, then two I got to fat and didn't like two running, to one. So. <laughs> to <What do> you <laughs> go? All right, let's find a medium one here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My cousin plays soccer. That's the only reason I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Soccer mom. Are you, are you a soccer dad? Are you gonna be one? Nope. <laughs> yes, I will be a soccer dad. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? I'm trying to find one that's difficult. Oh, just give it to us. Just go down the order. Yeah, just give, just say a question. All right. In 2014, a bronze medal in Supergiant Slalom made the made what male sport the most medaled American man in his sport? Bodie? Yes, Bodie Miller. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> I should have known that. Like, he's the big, <laughs> he's the big skier we've had. Grant, now. you're falling behind. Yeah, I am. I'm two You've to, got, yeah, I was going to say, two. you got no, nothing. What are we at now? Uh, both Austin and Jeff are at two, oh, yeah. and Grant's at nothing. This pops. Okay, next. All right. Mason Plumley and Kyle S- Singler, <laughs> yeah, I know, I probably mispronounced his last name, <laughs> played for what school during the 2009-2010? Yep. Duke! 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 I think Grant got yeah, that, that, that out first. I was praying Just for that. Just barely. <laughs> oh, I apologize if I mis- mis- said that. That was when, that was my first year being like a true <laughs> Duke Blue Duck. <laughs> All right. Um, what player had two stints with the Clippers and previously dated one of the Kardashians? Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. a tie. That's a tie. <laughs> that's a tie. Give it, give it to both of them. Yeah, give us both points on that one. All right. <laughs> I can do that. Because he's got about a half second delay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he does. Right, that's yeah. probably what happened. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd beat you. All right. What do we got next? Let's see. Uh, I like these questions. What mm-hmm. sport can improve your posture? Gymnastics. Nope. Ah. Uh, Badminton. No. <laughs> oh. I just that's an Olympic sport. The other day. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know. Um, Water polo? <laughs> what sport can build your posture? Um, Basketball. Let's go with golf. No. Although I thought it was golf. It's horseback riding. Of course. Wow. Lovely. <laughs> wow. Would have never known I, that. I wouldn't have either until I saw the answer. <laughs> What do you got for us now? All right. That was a fun one. What Boston Red Sox player has the most career hits? Carl Yastrzemski. Yes. Oh, wow. yeah. Nicely done. Wow. Uh, really? I just said their best player. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just give it Okay. After retiring as a player, which with which team did baseball great Babe Ruth spend one year as a coach? As a coach? I didn't know that he coached. I didn't either. I didn't either. Boston. No. The Dodgers. Yep. Holy Wow. <laughs> nice. Yep. All right. The three well, of you are all what tied. What percentage of guests was that? Um, I don't 50. know. I was thinking <laughs> but, the it, yeah. but the question said it was supposed to be an easy question, air quotes. Wow. All right. Brooklyn Impressive. Yeah. What do you how, have I was going to say, how tall is a regulation basketball hoop from the ground? Ten feet. Mm-hmm. But that was too easy. Oh, the it's, whole hoop? Yeah, it was, oh. it's not ten feet. Oh, including the bank board. Oh. Oh, goodness. I don't know. <laughs> 13 feet. How many guesses do you get? I don't know. <laughs> what was the question again? How tall is a regulation basketball hoop from the ground? Including, including. the backboard. Oh, 10 feet. Including the backboard. Okay, so 10 oh, feet. Oh, including with... the backboard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. So I, guess, I guess 10 feet and I didn't get that. So I was going to guess like an extra. 13, 6. I was going to guess like. <laughs> I was going to guess like 12, 12. 9. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is it? Who is it's close? it's eleven it feet, so I don't know if it was mis like measured wrong or something, because both of or, you said or ten. Or mis mistype. Mistype, yeah. yeah. It must have been a mistype. I'll I'll give both you and Jeff yeah, the point because yeah. it's yeah. 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 It must have been a mistype because even if you put the backboard on it, it's not eleven feet. All That's right. That's an interesting question. Yeah. All right. Who was the first US volleyball player to win three Olympic gold medals? Okay. <laughs> Picture the two girls I yeah, want to guess that's, right now. Yep. <laughs> I can yep. picture them. I can't think of their names. Really good. This is recent. I, I, I don't know. I need to score because they both have four. Wait right? a second. What was it? Th- what, what sport was that? I'm trying to think. Uh, U.S. Uh, volleyball. First. Had to be gold medals? Yes. The first player to win the three gold medals. Oh, that's a one. That's a one. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I was thinking something else, man. So I'm, I'm going to yeah, pass. I don't pass. know. Pass. Pass too. <laughs> All right. So that was uh, Karj Karali. Yeah, oh, not even who I was yeah, thinking. Never would have gotten that. <laughs> All right, which is the only country to have played in every World Cup? Brazil. Yes. I, wow. And Jeff wins. Yep. And I got second. I so I'll take I win. It. Yeah, yeah, you got five. five. You got it was. Five. Uh, Thank you guys. That was fun. I can tell Jerry P. I won. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great to have you on, Jeff, and uh, we'll have to stick. Uh, listen to your show, and your show is Monday through Friday. Three to six. Three to six, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Anytime you guys want me back, let me know, man. That was fun. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. And uh, like we said, you can catch his show three to six, Monday through Friday on ESPN 99.1 FM here in the Sioux Falls, southeastern area. Or if you're listening outside of the state, you can pick him up at Mm ESPN99.com worldwide. And they have an app, too. And the ESPN the app, one? The app, there's, the there's an app for everything now. Mm-hmm. That's an app true. For everything now. Yep. I, I order my pizza on an app now. Are we going to get an app for this show? Probably not. No, we. Don't I don't know that program. Um, I've been checking <laughs> the budget, but I don't. I don't know <laughs> so that was great to have Jeff on. Fun little sports trivia game we had mm-hmm. there. It was yeah. competitive too. It, it was. was yeah. Wait for dude, budget. you lost. I didn't, I expected I me to be left in the dust. In pocket. You're, you're telling me I can't make an app for thirty dollars? Probably not. Okay. I don't know. I mean, probably like thirty dollars a month. Yeah. Or five I, bucks yeah, a month, we'll and then you're done in yes. six. <laughs> we only need it for three, so maybe we should make this podcast uh, like a paid thing. But yeah, that's what we have today. So we had <laughs> subscribed. The, we had Jeff talking about that about the sports, sports and stuff. That MLB, went, yeah. 
NBA, we had and the girl that was helped by the Harlem Globetrotters. The very made sweet her treat. First bounce shot there in the sweet treats. But next wrap up of the world record for youngest person right. to visit Congrats all to, fifty states. Congrats mm-hmm. to that seven month old. Mm-hmm. That's way seven more. Seven months. Yeah, I thought it was like I was. She was off. six when she went last time, and they were able yeah. to finish the last yeah, okay. three. They, they were just it, hoping man. by the end of the year, so they made them I mean, they made it. Yeah, they made it. Another fun episode. Next week we'll have some new sweet treats as well as we're looking into some more guests. We'll see if we can get one live in the studio here. But that was Jeff Turn, and I'm Grant Sweeter. I have been Austin Clement. I have been Kaylin Markstrom. And I still am Jacob Ben Engen. And this has been <laughs> Show Not Serious, and this is a bad ending of the show line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one you're going to stick with? I like it. I like it. I need to rephrase. I need to.